Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender, football, Ball. football, it's up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to another episode of Buker and Blackman, subsidiary of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleacher Report. You can hear me on Radio.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buker and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buker. He is NFL vet, Super Bowl champ, Will Blackman. You can hear him on Fox Sports Radio. Certain times of the year, you can see him on Sky Sports. You can see him on FS1. And all right, so Will, we are recording this after you once again uh, wreaked havoc on <laughs> on social media. And I wasn't trying to. I no, I don't know that anybody ever. I, well, I yes, take that back. No, some people, no, yeah, trust some me, people, people yeah, try to. No, no, no. So there, in fact, probably there are more people than not that are utilizing it, trying to draw attention. By the way, I had one, we had one of our listeners who was compliment, complimentary of the podcast, but one of his criticisms was that my, the volume on my end goes in and out. And uh, I can explain. Part of that is because I have a microphone that is set in front of me rather than like a headset. And uh, when I am having a conversation with Will or any of our guests... I have a tendency to move around a little bit. So I'm going to be more conscious of that. Appreciate the feedback. Uh, that said, all right. So uh, for those who did not see it, uh, there is <laughs> down 13. Oh, this is uh, somebody had tweeted out. Marvelous Marv tweeted this out. Th- down 13 to FIU and look what they on. Many, Manny, all flair and zero substance. Manny as in the head coach, Manny. Yes, 
apparently down and guys are on the on the sideline. This is what what team is this? This is University of Miami. University of Miami losing 13-0 to FIU, uh, Florida International University. Obviously not supposed to be losing to FIU. Down 13-0, and they're having a good time on the sideline. And the response from our Will Blackman was, today's football players just want a uniform and to be verified on social media. Okay. So, what, <laughs> now, well, here's the thing. I know, I do know. No, I do know, like, teams have hype team. They have hype players like they have guys on the sideline that are, their job is to get people go crazy and get excited you know it's fourth and six maybe they went for it i don't know um but i'm just i'm just speaking for like how it is now like i coach high school players i i train you know high school guys i train college guys i train nfl guys of all you know once again of all levels and i feel like they're there is a minority of guys who are truly about their legacy. Hmm. You know, somebody tweeted underneath. They said legacy. They said likes over legacy is what kids are nowadays. Uh, they want likes on social media instead, as opposed to like their actual football legacy. And I felt like there's a lot of kids where I have to do more motivating than right. actual coaching. You right. know, um, just to. Because it's like, man, if if you don't if you don't love it, then it's just really hard to coach you. Because it's like you're just trying to do things to get to a certain point. And I just I just see it a lot now. In this case, I'm in the, in this video here. It's yeah, maybe that's not the case for these kids right here. Because like I said, I I know that there are hype teams for different colleges uh, to keep the energy going. But I just feel like nowadays the essence or the love, and you see it in play too. You see guys making simple mistakes. Um, that goes back to their preparation. You know, we always coaches always want to know, like when you leave the building, like what are you doing? You know, are you going home and actually studying, preparing? Because it shows up. Or are you going home and you're you're playing Fortnite and you're you know, you're on all kinds of social media platforms. Like like what are you truly doing? And I just feel like the essence of <clears throat> the love and the um, the details of the game has yeah. is forgotten. So that's, I have why this, I said, that's, that's why I said that. That's why I was like, I yeah. feel like today kids just, they just want a uniform and they want to be verified on social media and that's cool. Yeah, and, and look, anytime you make a sweeping generalization, there's people that are going to come back on you. Of and, course, 100%. And I, but I, I agree with you. I, it's, and not to turn this serious, although I think it is, it is a, a serious or at least a, a legitimate subject. What do you think is the reason for that? Because I've seen the same. I have this conversation. I've I've tried to raise my kids essentially to say, look, whatever you do, you you need to be coachable and you need to be focused and you need to give it. You need to be prepared. You need to put everything you can into it so that you have no regrets afterward, regardless of what it does for you, where it takes you. Don't look back and say, I wish I would have done this a little bit different. I, but I, I, I have this conversation with my son all the time about video games. Like, I'm not saying you can't play video games, but dude, if you're spending 20 minutes shooting in the backyard and you're spending an hour and a half on Fortnite or NBA 2K, that's the wrong, that's the wrong metric. That's the wrong well, ratio. Yeah. Well, that that's depends, the wrong though. ratio. 
I feel like it depends. Like if that if those twenty minutes is all you need and it's truly helping you and it's showing up on the court, then yeah. Now if it's not helping you, then you have then we can we have to change that. Well, I and but I also believe that at, at least and this is for me, like the work is not defined by I'm gonna give it a certain amount of time. It should be defined by what do I want to accomplish? Where do I want this to take me? Am I satisfied with where I am right now? And if I'm not, then what am I going to do to change that? And it's really just a matter of priority and focus. Again, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm of the mind. I want my kids to have fun. I want them right. to be kids. I, I, it's, it's, and it's entirely up to them. I've just always said, look, if this is what you aspire to be, and you're telling me you aspire to be this, then I want to see you do the work necessary to get there. Otherwise, don't tell me about. I don't want to hear. About, I don't want to hear about like what you want to be or where you're going to be if I don't see you committed to do the work that I know that it takes to get there. But twenty minutes is a, is a long time to be shooting back there in the backyard. No, it's not. Twenty minutes is is, a, no, is, is sufficient. No. <laughs> Oh my! I am not going to let you talk to my son at any point. I'm just, it, I'm just letting you know it is. So again, again, the, it depends on the twenty. It, it depends on the quality of the twenty minutes. Exactly, that's a good point, right? If you're just draining them for twenty minutes and you feel good, all right, yeah. leave them a good note. But yeah. if you're bricking everything, then right, let's keep going. Right. I agree. Okay. Um, the other comments were like, "Well, I, I guess you can't have fun anymore." You know, when you're, I was like, "No." I'm not saying you don't got to walk around and be all angry and pissed and ticked off because you're losing 13 zero. It's like, no, like it's, it's, it's still a lot of, there's still a lot of ball game left. It's right. 13. You're down 13 zip. It's the third quarter. Like I want to see, you know, it'd be cool to see guys interact and, and motivate each other and talk about what, what we're going to do. Cause they essentially end up losing that game. But see, and, and this is the thing it's, it's, it becomes this all black and white thing. Having fun or not having fun, you can have fun. You can be engaged in the game. You don't have to be what like down in the dumps or screaming at each other. Or you, like, not at all. That's not at all because that's counterproductive. Exactly. But at the same time, if you're dancing and goofing around, I'm like, is your attention really on how do we get back in this game? Because I'm not so I, like <laughs> I have my doubts, right? Right. I get like I say, I get the hype thing, and maybe I have to go back and look at the play by play. But it's fourth and six. Were they going for it on fourth down? Right. Who knows? Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 did you know? Like I, I just saw this clip. Did you like? Do you know what inspired the dancing on the sideline? Were you watching the game, or did you? That's just what I'm saying. Play? I'm saying I don't know exactly, but I do know that college teams have. They have like a hype team, like guys who aren't playing. Right. They aren't, you know, they're dressed, but they're not playing. They're there to get excited and, and keep the team, keep the energy good on the sideline. So I understand that part. Well, so this guy's a ninety. The guy in the middle is a ninety-eight, uh, wearing ninety-eight. That's generally a pretty good number. I'm thinking he plays. That doesn't. Yeah, but you can have two number ninety-eights on the team. That's a good point. That's a good. Yeah. Point. So I just, yes. I'm like, no, you don't got to be angry because there are times where you're losing and guys, the morale is still good. You know, guys are walking around, you know, um, talking to each other, stay, you know, getting in the game. And I, I feel like when I was playing, the more difficult it got, the, the more fun I had, believe it or not. Right. Now, was now was I up there? Was I on the sideline dabbing and, and doing all kinds of crazy dances? No, I wasn't. Right. But um, I just feel like, the majority, like I said, there are tons of young players 
that are legit and, and you see it in their play. But there's also that bunch. Um, you can see it once again in their play where it's like, man, uh, do they really are they really here because of, of the game? And I remember on one team, there was a, a player and he was like, man, I just want to I just want to play a few years, make some money, make a lot of money. And I'm out of here. Right. I was like, that's it. He's like, that's it. That's all I want to do. And yeah, at least he's honest. No, no, I respect that he was honest, but it's it's hard to to tell a guy like like me who I just battled all kinds of injuries and finally got back. And um, you know, and plus whatever he was doing was not helping us win. Right, right, right. You know, right. It was it was more so about you know, do I look good on the plane? Can I get a bunch of pictures walking on the runway? to get in the plane like okay where am i on restaurants after the game where am i out on sunday nights you know what i'm saying like, it was stuff like that as opposed to you know let me get a game picture of me making plays right I, I can't remember who it was who told me it was a former nfl player who told me that when you get to the league and you get hit for the first time as hard as you can get hit in the nfl which is different than getting hit at any other level there are guys that immediately realize, I don't like this. And then there are guys that realize, I don't like this, but I got to get accustomed to it because it's part of the deal. And then there's guys who love it, who love the physical contact, love the car crash aspect of the game. Yeah, And that the guys who just don't love it, like, like, don't like it, realize I don't like getting hit like that and I don't want to be hit like that. Those are the guys that don't last very long. And it's generally tied with they were there to get what the game gives them as opposed to what they can do in the game. Yeah, you got to be a little psychotic. You know, I will, I will admit there are times where I got I got hit pretty hard and, and, and I laughed, you know. Right, right. <laughs> I laughed about it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just part of it, you know. I actually, I liked, obviously you don't like the result of getting hit, but I liked, okay, I took a really hard shot, but then I got up immediately right. and just walked to the side. So it was like a mind game. Like I got remember playing the Titans, and I caught a punt, and as soon as I took a step, this dude just smoked me right in the face. Hmm. And I, I popped right back up and just Jog to the sideline. Right. <laughs> but what were you it. feeling as you jogged to the sideline? Uh, my tooth went through my lip. So <laughs> my chin strap broke. So I felt something. It was all right. good. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, so I just, I remember I just heard the crowd go, woo. And yeah. then one of my teammates, I think it was Corey Hall, he went up to me. He was like, my bad, bro. That was my guy. Ah. <laughs> I was like, it's all good, man. You usually, do, I say, you usually do a great job. So, what did you have to do? Uh, tooth goes, tooth goes through your lip. How, what, how, what's, what's that? Just, just let it heal. You can't do okay. anything about you it. Yeah. There's no stitch or anything like that. Uh, uh. I got you. Got you. All right. Uh, just curious, just, uh, and I'm inspired by asking this because uh, I was in L.A. last week. I went to see the Clippers versus the Thunder and the Lakers yeah, versus thanks. the Thunder. Yep. Thanks. <sighs> Love the I love the invite, man. Dude, I tell I, you what, I, I just, look, I man. it was a last so, second it was thing. So cool to just watch you. Just oh my goodness! Post all these great. I'll make it. I'll make it happen. Yeah, and did you? Yeah. 
It's all good. No, you, yeah. Making me no, feel you're good, guilty. bro. You're good. You're good. All right. Anyway, uh, seeing LeBron James at 35 with the spring in his step and the, I mean, he's really toying with people right now when it comes to the game. He feel he looks like he feels yeah, he's so rolling good right now. Yes, and I mean, motivated. he's motivated. It's uh, but it's more than that. It's oh, more than that. He's motivated physically, though. He he's just got such he's so bouncy at 35, and it's a long way from the guy that I saw last year. But it, I'm saying that's what I mean. It's all it all goes together. Like he's sure. motivated in terms of his training, his rest, his whatever he's doing to get himself right. He's motivated. Right. And I felt that initially, and then when they that video came out when he yelled at the ref, he was like, y'all. Y'all said I wasn't playing defense last year. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Said I was last year. Right, exactly, exactly. So, and the the reason he said it is because they called a foul on him, and he was like, yeah. his 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 point was, I'm one, I'm playing defense, and two, I can get to the spot now. So right. that was right. a clean that was a clean play. Right. With that made me think, who was the greatest athlete you ever played with? Who was the like? And I don't mean just like a great football player. I mean a guy where you just went athletically, physically, physical specimen. This guy, top of the list, guy that impressed you the most. Outside of myself. Outside of yourself. Because <laughs> I just had a teammate told me he was like, "Well, you were hands down the most athletic person I ever well, been around." Who was that? Matthias Kiwanuka. Okay. Oh. Uh, de- yeah, defense end for the Giants first round pick. He just went into the Boston College Hall of Fame. It's like, thank you, man. Um, who? Where I was like, man, I would say probably Odell. Okay. You know, just just playing against him and just his control, what he can do. Um, one of my teammates, one of my good friends, Tremont Williams, was was really really athletic. Hmm. Yeah, and I say that because he he actually came in as a um, he was a scout team player and he played receiver as a scout team and then he ended up obviously starting at corner and he did returns, so he he was pretty and then playing basketball he could jump out the gym like he was a good basketball player, hmm. so, so he was he was one of them. Um, so you you just hit me on the spot with that one. Yeah, I know. Well, I gave you a little heads up before we recorded, but kind of yeah. But I'm I'm thinking about these games. Of that that we just witnessed today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and your and and your Twitter account that's blowing up and that you can't look at now. Those those oh, I'm not worried those are anymore. top of mind. I'm not worried about that. All right. So I will I will save uh, the the next question, which is wh- who's the greatest athlete you ever played against. You don't have to answer that. You can save that for the next podcast. You'll have time to think about it and come <laughs> up and come up with that. I know because you, like I said, I've been playing since I was six. I'm 35 now. That's all. That's a lot of. I've been around a lot of athletes. Yeah, but there's usually, and even if it's it's not the perfect list, there's usually some somebody that you played against that was just that blew you away. Like you just went, whoa, different different level, or did yeah, something like, that stood out. I feel like I I see different things from different athletes. There was I can't really think of. Like I said, I'll have time. You know, but I can't think of one in particular guy that was like everything he did. I was like, ooh, in awe, you know, because like I said, I, I felt I felt good about what I did. Sure, sure. You know, well, and that, but that's why I wanted to ask. 
knowing right. that you're uber athletic, if it was somebody that impressed you or you right. went, man, that dude cut, you know, that guy's change of direction or whatever it might be. Um, I'm always impressed with, like I said, I'm always impressed with Odell's just body control and catch. Yeah. Because him bouncing off one leg, snagging the ball with one hand, I would have to practice a lot to do that. And also, too, he was, he's a really good soccer player, you know, stuff like that. So hmm. I, I respect all that stuff that he, that he can do. Interesting. So that's, that's where I put him there because I, every time I see someone do something crazy, it's like, well, if I can't do it, right. Then, you know, but, or I, or I respect it because I, I can do it and I know the, the, the degree of difficulty right. that it takes. So like Jarvis Landry had a catch a couple of weeks ago where he made this, like he, he lost it and he just made an adjustment and put his hands and caught the ball. It looked like a regular catch, but I'm like, man, the adjustment he made on that is, is ridiculous. Hmm. You know, and I've been there. I've been there offensively. I've been there defensively. So, it was, you know, there are things like that. Sure. Makes sense. All right. So because you're thinking more top of mind in terms of the games that we just saw, and we saw a couple of notable games. I, I don't know if there's a particular one that you want to get into. I know there are a couple that I want to ask you about and just in terms of what what we sh- what the takeaway should be from them, and well, I want to start off with a shocker. I, what, I, the Jets killing I, the Raiders. Well, I mean that was one too. That's a shocker, and the uh, what just happened: the Niners and Packers. Like I stuff the and, Niners, Yeah, yeah. I knew I had a feeling the Niners would, would win this one, but I didn't think they were going to beat them down like that. I mean, it was a thrashing. Aaron Rodgers had 104 yards passing. That's it. Yeah, they and I don't know. Th- and and I don't know that that was Rodgers' fault. They took away the run game. And he was under constant pressure, losing thirty-seven to eight, right uh, to to the Forty ers I'm, I'm with you. You know, it's funny. It was twenty-three-zero, and I still felt like the Packers with it were within range. Like if they could just get things going, I've seen them come back, and it, and it didn't feel like a dominating port performance to that point. Even though the Forty ers at twenty-three zip, it's that's a feels like a dominating score i didn't I, I felt like there was room for the packers to still make a comeback did you as you watched or did you think no i i felt nothing i mean there were a couple of throws that you know um aaron you know could have connected with some of his receivers but i just felt like the momentum was on the niner side the entire time yeah. like there was they just walked into a lines then and the, the, they went against a super confident 49ers team What's your what's your take of Jimmy Garoppolo? He looked good tonight. I've been yeah. back and forth on him. I, I don't I don't I think it's I think it's still growing. Okay. I think it's still I think it's ascending. It's it's um it's, it's still growing. Um I think you know, he got that contract cuz you know how how it works. Like guys get paid for what they're going to do, not what they have done. Right. It's an it's an investment. Right. You know what I mean? Like so, so they they felt right away, and, and they get to see this guy all the time. Like they felt perfect. Like okay, this is our guy, this is who we this is who we want. This is our quarterback. And I, I get that part of it, but I, this is the question I have for you: How much of that is from practice and seeing him in the building, and how much of it is the games? Because when he first got here, and he and he got they had a great closing run. And he looked great. But I always look at it and say, yeah, but you're not playing for anything right now. And you're playing against teams that don't have anything at stake. That can sometimes be 
deceptive. Yeah, but guys still, I mean, at stake, the guys still have, it's their job to play. No, 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 understood. But, but if you're giving, if you're giving a lot, a guy elite quarterback money and his, uh, and his numbers look like an elite quarterback, but it's again, you know, that it's circumstantial. These aren't, uh, playoff teams playing for something or they're not very good team. Like you can be deceived uh, if, if a guy's that, that top level, he's, he proved he was a good quarterback. You would have to be a good quarterback to do what he did. Is he an elite level quarterback? The numbers would say that's, those are elite level performances, but it taken into context of who they were playing and when they were playing the second half of the season, when the 49ers had nothing, there was, there was nothing at stake. Uh, that's where I just, that's why I asked the question. Well, there's, much... no, there's no better evaluation than being around a guy every single day. Okay. And I think, I think they had a certain person uh, that they were looking for. You know, John Lynch, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Like there was something, some, a certain person that they were looking for. In terms of just not, not in, in skill set, but personality. The person. All the- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All the above, yeah. yeah. All, the, all the above. Um, and, and they just believe, like, they just felt good. Like, this is our guy. You know, it, it goes back to... It reminds, reminds me of my draft, 2006, right? Everyone for sure thought that Houston was going to take Reggie Bush. Like, you just don't pass up on Reggie Bush. However, they felt really good about Mario Williams, which rightfully so. Mario Williams was outstanding, fantastic, just just a giant, just a mutant, you know? Hmm. And they just they just fell in love with him, just fell in love with Mario Williams, um, just being around him, and they just felt certain, you know, really good. Obviously, you want a pass rusher, that's big, you know. But everyone's like, man, Reggie is the best player in this whole draft. <clears throat> but they were around him and just felt good, you know. You have the Bears, who they, hey, Mitch, it was their guy. That was their guy. You trade up and you get him before Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Like no, you know, right? Jaguars, they they felt good. Hey, we're gonna Blaine Gabbert is our guy. We went through this whole draft process. Blaine right. is our guy. Right. Or Blake Bortles is our guy. And they just they probably felt good about him, you know, and, and, and saw enough. And I just think what what they need, what they're doing, he's the perfect quarterback uh for their system, for what they're trying to do. Okay. Uh by the way, my Bengals have pretty much sealed up the uh the number one pick in the uh in the next draft and while they are searching for a quarterback uh the feeling is chase Speaking young did you, chase did you young say is... did you say Bengals? yes i did is that <laughs> he's 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 by the football he's, he's been yeah he's been roaming behind you i've i've oh you have seen him oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Was i was gonna here. i was gonna be comment of it, it uh i Will doesn't ex- actually have a, a Bengal tiger in his. A Bengal, I have a Bengal kitten. Studio. Domestic, he has a Bengal domestic kitten. Bengal kitten, and his name is. 
uh, Andy Dalton? Boomer. Oh, there you go. Very nice. Very nice. Andy Dalton. Uh, okay. What is with you? Uh, so, uh, Chase Young, uh, prohibitive, um, un- unquestionably the number one pick? I would say so. Okay. All right. Yep. I don't want to spend too much time on that. We got plenty of time to get to the, that's get to the we, draft. That's all we need to spend. That's exactly moving on. Exactly. All right. So uh, moving on to the uh, let's before we get to Raiders Jets. Jets beating the Raiders thirty-four to three, drumming them in New York. I I want to get to Patriots Cowboys. Right. Because I picked the Cowboys. You did. Well, I did. you almost, I mean, it was within range. I hate to say it. Well, yeah, it was within range because that was a heck of a ball that he threw on fourth down to Amari Cooper. Right. right. I mean, that, that that should have been caught. You know, now, I mean, we could say weather stuff, what have you, whatever it was. And, and, they still yeah. have to get to the end zone. I mean, I was, I was say if, I would say if the weather was good, they would have they would have won. <laughs> That's why everything is always set up nice for New England. Like, man, <laughs> no matter like, what, get, even God is on their side. And it's, it's you got the number one offense coming in, and and they haven't dealt with any kind of uh, weather issues, and they just walk right into New England. It was windy and rainy, and yes. just you know, just messed everything up. Well, this is the tricky part because the Patriots did win, but they only won thirteen to nine. They were at home. Uh, Tom, Tom had a few issues. Made enough. He and Edelman had just enough magic to get the job done. I think offensively, just win. Uh, yeah. So, but but so here's the question: the Cowboys, who haven't really beaten anyone of major significance, go into New England and nearly knock off the Patriots. And as as you suggested, if the weather had just been a little bit better, that they that they would have. So who is this result more a reflection on the Patriots? Maybe not being as great as a 10, one team would normally be viewed or the Cowboys are good, but they're not. If you put them up against playoff talent, they're not good enough to win against teams like the Patriots. Right. Cause what is it? Giants, Redskins, Dolphins, Eagles, Giants, and Lions are, are their wins. Yes. Yeah. They lost to the Saints, Packers. They go to New York, lose there. Yeah. Vikings. Yeah. Like they haven't um, beaten a, they haven't beaten a quality team. Um uh, right. So but but you go into New England and you play the Patriots in New England and you put yourself in position to win. That was a, that was important for them. Yeah, they had to go there and get that one. They were close. Uh, so, uh, so I'll ask again. Like when when you look at this, who who do you think this is a greater reference on? The Cowboys and and being good but not quite good enough, or the Patriots? The fact that they would struggle to beat the Cowboys at home is an indication that the Patriots are not as good as their record would indicate. If you were going to pick one side or the other, one argument or the other, which one would you pick? Well, this, well, I would say the Patriots are who they are. The, the strength of their team is the defense, and, and that's what showed up today. It's, once again, defense got it done. 
Right. You know, um, Brady's missing, you know, some weapons. Um, they went in and they went old school. Like what wins games is you run the football. Yep. You know, you, you run the football and then you, you, you play good defense. And that's what they did. Amari Cooper had zero catches today. Zero. Jer- <laughs> yes. Nearly had one at the end, but right. that could have extended the, the, the last second drive. What did you think about the the very, I guess, no, it was the second the penultimate play, the second to last play, the where with five seconds left, Brady snaps it, sails it up in the air, uh, anticipating that the clock would just run out with the football in the air. And it actually, should have ran out. It, it should, should have. have ran out. There was it delayed that one second. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know how it, how the clock didn't run out. But nonetheless, like, why do that as opposed to just run around or just take a knee or there? There was a lot of other ways to run out the clock. That to me. Seemed kind of cheeky. I believe that they'd done it before, but who knows? You know, Mahomes did a little QB sneak and dislocated his kneecap. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying quarterback no, sneak. No, I'm not no, saying run I'm, through no, the line. Right, I'm just I'm saying, saying like that has happened before. You know, they they probably, once again, they did all their homework, and I'm sure they've done that before. Just try to hail merit up in the air, you know, I, and it worked. Okay. I, I, I'm just saying – you know, and they had the cameras like on Jason Garrett and the Cowboys and all that. If you're on the other side and they do that, do you take any umbrage from that? Do you think, what are you guys doing? Just to like, just no, run the clock. I, I knew what they were doing. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, all right. They can think of it. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's get to uh, Raiders Packers. I mean, uh, Raiders Jets before we, we wrap this up. Um, I will say this. I'm not sold i haven't been sold on sam darnold i'm still not convinced he's got all the physical tools i'm still not sure i'm still i still question his decision making i still question like i I think he his game has to mature maybe he will but but for everybody who says it's certain like i was a big believer in Jameis winston and i haven't seen his game like evolve as i expected it to had a good day today but nonetheless but what i do appreciate about darnold is that clearly his teammates respect him and like him and want him to be successful and that and that says a lot to me about the guy and it, it it makes it makes me want him to succeed even if i'm not sure that he he it's not being successful. It's a matter of can he live up to what the you know the the hype. Uh, in any event, how what did you learn about the Raiders in losing thirty four to three to the Jets today? I think they just it was just it was just one of those days. So it's That's you don't think it's a referendum on who they are. I don't think it's a referendum. I think it was just one of those days, man, where. It just happened. You saw at the end, uh, defense coordinator Paul Gunther brought up the defense, you know, in the closing uh, seconds of the game, and was was gave him a speech, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they brought their hands up and 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 broke it, and pretty much almost sound like he said what I said. Like it was just one of those days, man. You know, we got to get back on track. You know, they still they're still in it, 
but it was sometimes it, ju- it just goes like that. You just walk into a, bu- a building and you just get dumped. Okay, that's and it one, goes like that. That's one side of the ball. Offensive side of the ball, Derek Carr and specific uh, specifically, like where where does where I don't know where you were going into the game on Derek Carr, but where are you now in comparison? Same thing. I just I just feel like just the whole team in general. That's just it was just that kind of a day. You know, they were riding high, good momentum. Um, winning their home games and they go on the road, which they haven't been doing well on the road, one and three. Yeah. Um, and they just walked, they just went there and the Jets are feeling good. They dealt with the number one uh, run defense. You know, Josh Jacobs only had, th- what, 34 yards. So they took that away. Right. They got turnovers. They they got set. I mean, they, they did everything they had to do. So it was just tough. And, and, and Sam, Sam, Sam showed what he can do. You know, this is his first year with Adam Gase. And he's very capable quarterback. It's hard because, you know, you do see the mistakes. You do see some of the crazy throws. But, like, they're, he's the type of quarterback where you have to go and, like, watch the tape and you see elite-level stuff. You see, like, okay, this is what this kid can really, really do. You know, and that's 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 what it has to get – that's what it comes down to. You have to watch tape on Sam Dowd and look at some of the things he's done. Okay, so, but, so give me the distinction because I saw some of those things with Jameis Winston. Like, he would make throws – he would make plays, and I go, "Wow, that there aren't not, not everybody can make that play. That's a that's a special play." But the difference there, is, Jameis is in year five throwing twenty picks. That's the difference. Understood, understood. But there are, you know, I mean, obviously there are levels, but there are times where Sam does stuff, and I go, "That's that <laughs> that was not a smart decision." And this is okay, and so it, it's only year two. It's not year five. Mm-hmm. But there's still decisions being made where I go that that was that was not a good decision. That was a what do you what were you th- that was a what were you thinking as opposed to hey it didn't work out or it's an interception or you know whatever it might be. But I underst- I see what you were trying to do as opposed to I don't know why you thought you could get that done. That was just a bad play. Right. And he has that like it's still it's still growing pains. You know you live and you learn. You live and you learn and. I'm not saying he's the same as Peyton, but you know Peyton came in and and had the record for most picks, you right. know, as a rookie, and you just got you just have to play and go through it. That's why I say it's going to be interesting when he has another full off season with Adam Gase and they really put together what they need to put together, right. and also. What is that? Wow, is that huh? Is that you or me? That was me. An ad came up on the computer. <laughs> like I said, it'll be interesting to see in this off season uh, what Sam Darnold and Adam Gates when they put they truly put together a, a full plan in year two. That's what's going to be important. And I feel the same with if Jameis stays in Tampa. You know, with, year two. What is it going to be like? Year two with Bruce Arians. With Bruce Arians. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, you know yeah, what? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I feel good about. Like I said, with Sam, even with, even I know I'm switching gears. Even with Baker, it's like, you know, he'll settle down. He'll figure it out. You know, they, they both they both got selected that high for a reason because they, they're both they're both really good. And so it's just just give them time, man. It's growing pains. They'll figure it out, and they'll be okay. The guy I felt happiest for today, Sunday after Sunday's games, uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. Okay. You and I haven't had a chance to talk about this. But I'm sure you saw the clip of him talking to his offensive lineman 
Oh, was it last week when they lost to the Jets? Yeah. 34-17. What can I do? Help me. What yeah. can I do? What, what can, can I, I do? do to help you right. guys? Right? And the body language from the linemen wasn't very good. It, like, it, didn't, it didn't feel like a rallying conversation. And I felt bad for him. Uh, like, I, like, I don't know their offensive linemen. I'm not... I don't know if they're bad acts or good acts. I don't know. I don't know why they reacted the way they did, or if that's a if that's a a reflection of the relationship. But I felt like this kid's way too young, and based on him asking that question, I would think that his heart and his mind are in the right place. It, that's how I felt. Okay. People looked at it like, oh, you can't talk to your lineman like that. I was like, no, he's asking, oh. like, help me out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, I know. And like, I, and, 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 like and you ma- guys have been here. I just I just got here. Help yes. me out. And, and maybe as pros, you know, if a guy's really messing up, then they're like, dude, like, we're men here. You got, you got a job to do. Do your job. And I could see them taking that approach, especially if they feel in any way that he's not doing what's necessary to be prepared. Like that part of the problem is he's not listening or he's not studying. He's not, he's not doing what's necessary. I could see that. I just, what, what was your interpretation? If you had one of the reaction of the lineman and that, that back and forth. And I know it's, I know it's a clip. Well, let me answer the question. You keep with these long questions, dude. Like my gosh. Fire away. (laughs) I stand down. You could. Um, I, it, I just felt like what was missing was Trent Williams, and being there, uh, he he was the ringleader. He was he was the uh, you know one of the captains. He was the enforcer. Uh, he's the one that kept everybody together. He's the one that if something went down, people looked to, uh, specifically that offensive line. Um, every offseason, he used to have his old lineman camp. Guys would go to Houston where he lives. And, and and train, you know, and, and there was none of that because of whatever he was going through with the training staff and the team. Mm. So that was missing. So you had a lot of you on that O line, you don't really have a guy who is the clear cut step up like type of leader. Like I know Morgan Moses, he's been there for a while, but he was kind of like, Okay, Trent is gonna speak up and I'm gonna follow suit. You know, I know he looked up to Trent and, and followed, you know, whatever he did to uh be who he is. But there there's there's not a clear cut guy on there who has you know, Ben, um, that would step up and speak, you know, Brandon Sheriff, that's not his style. He's just, he's quiet and he goes to work, you know, that's, that's his style. Um, so that's why, that's why I saw that. Like there, there really isn't a guy that's going to step up and say that. That's what I saw in that O line. Okay. So in light of all that, you know about what happened at the end of this game when they beat the lions, 1960, Mm -hmm. he was, he wasn't on the field for the final snap. Oh yeah, he took a selfie instead of because he was taking a selfie with a fan. Yeah, and interim coach Bill Callahan had to send Case Keenum out there to kneel to run out the clock. I I, I can't help but wonder is some of that youthfulness with Haskins not focused on the job at hand was part of why we saw the reaction from the offensive lineman as we did when he was asking, you know, how can I, how can I help you? Yeah, it was probably youth and and forgot, you know, Um, the game was won. Uh, Once they got the interception, he knew that. So I think he, 
just forgot. <laughs> Joe Theismann, by the way, put out the tweet. How do you, how do you, and left a word out. How do you miss the last snap of a game because you're taking selfies? That's unprofessional and wrong. And it uh, got be, uh, yeah. almost thir- 1,300 likes. Uh, I'd be all right. You'd be all right. <laughs> it's a, whatever, man. We, we we won the game. He made a youthful mistake. At least it was just to take a knee. I, I liked man. him. At, I I liked what he showed at Ohio State. What do you? What are your? I mean, he wasn't. He didn't have a great game. He's thirteen to twenty nine. He did not have a great game at all. If yeah. anybody helped him out, it was that defense by getting three picks, and it right. was special teams by having that kick return. Right. Right. Because if they didn't have that, there, there there is no selfies. Right. So in light of all that, yeah, in light of all that, where that. are you on Dwayne Haskins? Uh, the jury's still out, and and I will say it's out just due to the fact that there's so much um, inconsistency going on with the team. Um, you know, he's the third quarterback that's played this year. Uh, don't really have uh, many offensive weapons. You got his teammate, Terry McLaurin, which is, you know, he's phenomenal. Um, you're not sure in terms of the running game. Uh, you got Darius Geis back. Adrian Peterson hasn't been feeling well. Offensive line isn't sure. You don't have a tight end. Hmm. So there's a lot going on. You know, Paul Richardson hasn't been healthy. So it's just no consistency yeah. uh, offensively. So, yeah, I th- I think he's a confident a confident kid. I I, I love his I love his story. I love uh, his attitude, and I he's someone that I root for. I, he's someone that once again he gets pieces. He, he you know he's gets a full year of actual training to be the guy. You know, because coming when he got drafted, the plan was he has to wait and sit and just watch. Right. Well, he was watching guys get hurt and guys fail. And then he watched his coach get fired. Then he watches a bunch of guys get hurt, you know. So, um, but I think he's handled it well because his attitude, you don't really see much frustration. You don't, he doesn't really show much. So, uh, but that's, that's what it is. You know, when you're, when you're um, a high draft pick, you're going to go to a team that's, that's dealing with a lot because they need you. So do you put him in the category of the football players who just want a uniform and to be verified on social media? I don't. Because? Because when I was watching an Ohio State game, I saw a video of him when he was about 10 years old. And he was visiting uh, Ohio State. And he had like a, he had a number seven jersey. And he was throwing the football around with his dad, I believe. And he was just like, man, like, I, your dad's like, where are you going to go? He said, I'm going to go to this school. And he said, what are you going to position? What position are you going to play? He said, I'm going to play quarterback. He said, yeah, he said, I'm going to play quarterback at Ohio State. And he was 10 years old, throwing the ball on the field, wearing a number seven jersey. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Hmm. You know, he manifested and, and went there and got it done. Yeah. You know, and so you you can just see, you can. Just watching it, you can just see the the true passion, the true love for it from him, you know, because he cares. Because a guy who who cares about the game is not going to go to his old lineman and ask them like, "What do I need to do?" Yeah, yeah, fair. You know, I know we're not going to the playoffs, but how, what can I do to like make this right? I need help, pleading for help. Fair. We'll end it there. That's a, good. that's a good a good spot to end. Uh, that does it for this episode of Buker and Blackman. Uh, if you are enjoying the uh, uh, podcast, or even if you're not, uh, please review and rate us. Let us know how we're doing, what we can do better. Hopefully, I stayed uh, more consistently 
uh, I kept my distance from the mic at a more consistent level. And uh, if you want us to do something for you, screenshot that review and send it to App Euchre Friends and you will be eligible to win a prize. Or if you don't know how to screenshot, as one of our uh, listeners did, if you just, if you rate us and review us, if you review us, then we'll see the email review and we'll be able to get in touch with you that way. All right. Uh, and you'll be eligible to win some prizes. We've got a couple couple of autographed books from either Yao Ming or Derek Rose that we'll be giving out shortly. All right, that does it for this episode. In our next one, I am going to be out and about, so may have a special guest once again, or it may be a version of Buker Friendless, and we'll get into everything that's going on in the NBA and... Uh, it's been changing. The story's been changing. The storylines have been changing so quickly that uh, we'll, we'll hit whatever hot at the moment. Luca, harder. Luca, harder. Yes, Luca. yes, yes. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, as always, for Will and myself, thank you for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 